Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. Welcome, welcome. We are always so happy to do this. I always get excited every time we get behind the mic because Mm -hmm. I'm just so happy to be doing this and sharing and, you know, just talking to people. I I love it. I know. I I get, I really look forward to it every time we sit down at this table and turn on the record button. I'm so thankful for all of our listeners too. You know, I'm constantly, I was actually at a wedding yesterday and, uh, one of the young men came up to me and told me how much he was enjoying the podcast. And it's, it's somebody that I really didn't think would be even listening to it. And he was very encouraging and it just really meant a lot to me to, to hear him say that he was really enjoying it and that, um, you know, that's makes it all worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, I love to hear, I mean, you know, obviously we don't know when people are listening and when they're not, unless they tell us, but I just love, when anybody says, especially like that, like a young person, I feel yeah. like, you know, we're in our forties. So it's <laughs> it's kind of cool when you like a young man's listening yeah. to the podcast and yeah. saying they enjoy it. Well, and if, if, you know, anytime I hear that it encourages somebody or they say, I really needed that, or yes. that helped me. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's yes. why we do this. And, you know, um, Sometimes I pick myself apart a little bit because I'm like, oh my gosh, your accent or your, or when we use the wrong words, (laughs) use the wrong words or, uh, you know, I just talk in a weird way like I do sometimes. Well, you know, it's who we are yeah, and we are human. Exactly. And hey, we make mistakes. We do use the wrong words sometimes, but I mean, we talked about this, I think on some of our earlier episodes, we're from Georgia. And yep, you can't really get away from we that. Can do about that, that accent. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is, but I'm not trying. No, I'm not either. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy to be back at it. We just got back from vacation for a week, and I don't know if you're like this, but we love going on vacation. But do you ever feel that thing of like, oh, when you're home? Like we love being back home too. Yes. Like we yes. love our home and like we're we're kind of homebodies when it comes like even when we do stuff, it's usually inviting people over right. and you know, doing stuff at home. Yeah. And so it was yeah. really good to be home too. Yeah, I love to go and I love to travel, but I always love to come mm-hmm. come back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, uh a vacation can kind of wear you out sometimes too, oh, depending on yeah. how busy you stay. Well, when you bring your kids, like Nevada and I do, and I know you and Steve do this too, like so you'll do your separate vacations that's yeah. like a couple of vacation, and you do your kid vacations. Well, when you're on your couple of vacation, you really miss your kids. Yeah. But then when you're with your kids, you don't necessarily get as much of a vacation, right. I feel like. Yeah. Because you're entertaining them and you're... You're making it more about them mm-hmm. and they're taking up your... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your energy, kind mm-hmm. of. <laughs> But I'm also really happy because I, I know you know this about me, but I'm going to tell everybody else. I'm not really a summer person. <laughs> I don't really love the heat. Yeah. I like milder temperatures. I don't love the cold either, but I like spring. I like fall. There are things about summer I do enjoy, like the long days. I really like the long days, but it's very chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are out of school. In Georgia, it's hotter than hell's hinges as they say yes and so it's really hard to do certain things because it's just so humid and hot right and um i'm kind of excited that everything i know there's so many people that would disagree with me right now i'm sorry y'all you summer lovers i know that this sounds weird but i'm kind of happy that the kids are going back to school and everything's going to be on a schedule again yeah and it's not long before the weather cools off and we have those fall temperatures so 
Well, fall has always been my favorite time of the year, and it still is. That's yeah. my favorite time of the year. I always like summer when it first starts. I Me like too. like when the kids first get out of school. Mm-hmm. I like not having to worry about that schedule. So if we want right. to go out of town or we want to do something spur of the moment mm-hmm. or whatever, we have that freedom. I really like that. And, of course, you get a lot more time with them. But by this time... I'm over summer. Like, I'm ready for them to go back to school. I'm ready to get back on okay, schedule. That makes I'm me feel ready better for the weather to cool down. Oh, my daughter, Olivia, she hates summer. Yeah. Like, she hates the heat. She likes having freedom, but she hates, like, the heat. I don't and- hate the heat. Like, when we were in Mexico, like, obviously, I love the sunshine. I loved the salt water. I love that. But I'm kind of like you. I love when summer first starts, but by the time we get into July and August, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Well, in Georgia, like you said, mm-hmm. we have some pretty severe summers and it's so humid here i Mm -hmm. think that's when you can go somewhere where the humidity is not as high and enjoy the heat a lot more but here the humidity is like so sticky and muggy and Mm -hmm. you know especially you get to the end of july first part of august yeah i literally walked from my house to let my chickens out morning now morning yeah it's a very small walk from my home to my chicken coop and back and i was like so sweaty and so glad to be back in the air conditioner. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's really this hot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 over it. But anyway, <laughs> that's my spiel on summer, y'all. <laughs> well, we're um we're almost to August, mm-hmm. which will still be hot, but we're getting closer to fall. And, and our kids start school Monday. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is crazy. I can't believe that it's it goes already. Fast. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. And yours is starting kindergarten. I can't believe like that. real school. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, and Baby then Phoenix uh, is going to be in high school. <sighs> Olivia is going to be a Both junior. Your kids will yeah. be in high school. It's crazy. I know. Happens fast. Mm-hmm. And here I am starting all the way over again. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I could not crazy. wait. Crazy craziness. I cannot I wait you. to see you and Steve <laughs> start all the way over. I love We're excited, it. but it's a little little uh, scary too. <laughs> it always is. It but, always is. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Beth? Oh, we're talking about something really fun. We're going to get into some good stuff because we're going to be talking about, well, I guess we're going to be giving some advice based on our experience, probably, well, it doesn't have to be to younger people, but um, to someone who's dating, I I guess I should say, Um, you know, we're both married. We're not dating anymore, but we have a lot of dating experience. And I'm going to speak for myself. I have a lot of really bad dating experience. So I feel like I know what to avoid. (laughs) Well, we've both also been through a divorce. And I think that is, um, you, I mean, you get a lot of experience with something like that, whether you want it or not, you know? And, um, yeah. And we both have a lot of experience with, uh, you know, relationships and relationships that didn't work out and Mm -hmm. you know you grow and you learn and we just had to learn the hard way a lot of times because but I mean that's all part of it but hey if we can help somebody else yeah not have to go through those things and kind of because I do wish that I would have been a little more knowledgeable and paid attention to things a little more when I was younger and dating and in relationships because it would have saved me a lot of hard times so but hey, if we wouldn't have gone through it, then we mm-hmm. wouldn't be here being able to share share it with other people. So Right. And we're not, y'all, before we get torn apart, we're not professional relationship advice givers. As you can <laughs> tell, even how I said that, I'm, I'm not a professional. But like we were saying, 
we do have experience and we're giving this advice based on our experience and real life experience. There's something to be said about that to me. Yeah. When you know somebody's been through it and you know they've been in some good relationships and some bad ones and they know what they've lived it, I guess. Well, I think experience is the best teacher, really. Right. I mean, so when you've been there and been through something and you know all about it, I mean, what what better what better person could you get advice from other than somebody who's been there and been been through that, you know, and I've got a feeling if you were to a lot of the things that we've talked about, if you were to do some research, you're going to find that this is pretty universal advice because it's people that have been through relationships and, you know, sometimes. Well, and we pick some good ones. I mean, you know, we're married now after having been through a lot and, you know, my husband is not perfect and neither am I. And like, we have our ups and downs, of course, but I do feel like we did get to a place where we, we picked, picked some good ones. So yeah. I, I think we're success stories. Yes. So I, I mean, agree. I think that matters, you yeah. know, um, that if we're given advice and we've come to a happy place and happy relationships, maybe we've learned something. Well, and you know what it's like when you're in a happy relationship and when you're with a really good person. Right. Even though, like you said, obviously we're not perfect. None of us are. Mm-hmm. And you, Steve and I still argue. And sometimes I feel like I hate him as much as I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's just, you know, when you have a strong emotion for somebody, you can, you know, it goes both ways sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh, the lack of feeling strong emotions sometimes is really bad. I mean, yeah. because if, if you don't feel something deeply enough to fight sometimes or not that you should fight all the time, but you know what I mean? Um, Or, you know, if you don't feel something deeply enough, then that may, that may be an issue too. So, yeah. Um, Well, and I think when you, when you get to a place, what I was going to say is when you are with a good person and you're happy in your relationship, you, um, you know how to appreciate that when you've been in a relationship that was really bad or that you weren't happy in. I think it's, um, you know, it's a lot easier to appreciate the good ones when you've been through some bad ones. For sure. Like that goes for so many things in life, you know, like when you've been through the bad, you appreciate the good so much more. Yeah, so definitely. Okay, so I think a good place to start is the different types of guys. We're obviously we're going to speak speak from our experience. I do think this can go both ways as men far as women. Yeah, men or women. Our experience is women dating men, but I think this can be applied in in different genders and different situations, and hopefully everyone can get a little bit out of this. I agree. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the different kinds of guys. I think I've dated them all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I dated for, you know, I dated all through my 20s. Yeah. Uh, I didn't date until I was a little older. Yeah. But then I dated all through my 20s. I never really got... You know, I, never, I didn't get married or anything until I was uh, a little bit into my 30s. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you, I did a lot of dating. Yeah, you did. You probably dated overall more than I did as mm-hmm. far as a wide array of guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this makes me sound <laughs> terrible. No, I think or... it's great because it does give you more experience. Mm-hmm. And then you're more sure of what you want. And I was I mean, I not. I think it's a good, but a good yeah, thing. <laughs> you know, but I do have the experience of different guys. But I... I was very bad at picking the right people. Like I would overlook the 10 good ones lined up that were perfectly emotionally healthy and treated me nice. And I definitely went for the toxic 
guys. So that was definitely something I had to work on with myself. Right. I was like, like, why are you picking? Yeah, these I losers? always picked. Yeah, I picked yeah. the the bad ones. I mean, I yeah. overlooked the good ones a lot and picked the bad ones. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, I mean, people say like the bad boys. I don't know that I really pick the bad boys, so to speak, in that that sense, like the, you know what I mean? The bike ride. I just picked the toxic ones. I picked the toxic ones. Not that that's bad. I'm just saying that's kind of the the bad boy image a lot of times. Yeah, like it wasn't necessarily the bad boy image, but it was definitely the players and the toxic yeah, the toxic guys. But so let's talk about the different types of guys, Christy. Okay, so I'm going to throw the first one out there, and this is pretty everybody knows about this one and this can be a guy or a girl but they're just in it for the sex mm-hmm. i mean that's that's all they're, they're not looking for a relationship they're not looking for anything serious so you really want to be careful if you're if you're really looking for a relationship and something serious you don't want to get involved with this person and don't try to turn that person that's just looking for the sex into the commitment and time down because take it for what it is and yeah. if that's what you're looking for that's fine but like right. you said christy if you're looking for a relationship and something else, just know that guy. Yeah. He's not he's not hard to pick. No. I don't think we had to do a lot of explaining. No. You know? No. That one's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about on the other end of the spectrum, the guy that wants to immediately talk about marriage and kids and tie you down and like his whole goal is to be in love with you in the first two weeks and but you're baby get married. <laughs> Yeah, not that we don't all want somebody who wants to settle down and be married, but I know those guys that they just want to tie you down before you've even really had a chance to feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we all want a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. At least most people do at some point. They do get to that point where they Mm -hmm. want to settle down, get married and have kids. But like if this person is talking about that right when you start dating, like immediately and you're not feeling those same vibes. Red flag. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because if they don't really know you, how can they know that they want to marry you and create other humans, little humans with you? So they obviously have some development or they have some issues where they need to be needed and need that that commitment. So be aware of that person because... Unless you're in that same place and you're ready and hey, that's and it just click, click, clicks because there are some people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if not, like you should maybe rethink that situation. Mm -hmm. What about also the stage five clinger? That's what I call them. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Everybody knows what a stage five clinger is. You can't. They want to know where you are all the time. They want to be with you 24 seven. They're threatened by anytime you spend away from them or your friends, sometimes even your family. They need a ridiculous amount of affection and attention. Yep. Um, Again, it might feel good to be needed for a little bit by this person. But look at that person and ask yourself, why do they need all of that attention and why are they threatened that's something within them that they're going to need to work on and right. you don't need to take that on and maybe you got busy and you weren't able to answer a text oh, in God. like 30 seconds or Mm-mm. you know and and when they get upset over that and start questioning and and they just they are just clingy i can't deal i mean i just can't deal with that and it's not a good thing that's not healthy there's something that's not something they need that you're probably not the person to give them. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a big thing, I think. People who 
who need something to be complete that you can't offer them. Right. That's really, they, they it, it's a person usually that needs to do a little bit of personal growth and build mm-hmm. a little self-confidence because if they're that needy and clingy, there's, there's something, something missing with them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, uh, how about the player? Oh, I mean, yes. have we not all known the player? Even if we dated them, have we not? There's, At one point smooth. in time in life, have we not known a player? Guy or girl. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm no, not I've saying that both. girls aren't players, too. But right. um, this is the person that doesn't want to commit. Nope. Or they'll make you think they're going to commit, but they're mm-hmm. not committing. They're mm-hmm. committing to a lot of other people at the same time. Yeah. Maybe they string you along. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody else to have you. Right. Right. But they usually need more than one person. I find that the player is loves the attention of a lot of, of people. A lot of people. Yep. And they want to be that person's everything, but they want to be that next person's everything and the yeah. next person's everything. Yeah. So I was I dated this guy briefly once and we were together and he had to take a phone call and he had to like step out of the room. And you know how you just get a feeling. Mm-hmm. I like he told me he was single. He was actually um he was actually working here from another state. Mm-hmm. And he told me he was single. You know, we had been out a few times and um, he took this phone call. Well, I just got a weird feeling and I'm not like a nosy person or like right. not overly jealous, but I just got a feeling and I kind of stepped around the corner and I realized he was talking to his girlfriend <laughs> and he was just totally lying. And I was just, first of all, I was mad, but also I sat, I felt bad for the girl, but also I was like, you're an idiot. Like, well, he was an idiot. But then I, myself, I was like, you're an idiot, like that you fell for this. But, I mean, they're out there. Well, because the player will just lie and, you know, they want their cake and eat it too. So it's not necessarily always your fault (laughs) because you believed somebody, but it's easy to fall into that. Um, I know that you know who I'm talking about, and we're not going to name any names, but if you're listening, you know who you are. (laughs) Um, I dated a player, and we were serious. Yeah. And he was my boyfriend, and he lived... And he lived between here and a different state. Yeah. And he had two girl. I mean, two girlfriends. He wasn't married, but he had a girlfriend in one state and I was the Georgia girlfriend. Yeah. And neither of us had any idea about each other until a couple things didn't line up. And she got a little curious and I got a little curious and we ended up on the phone together. Yes. I will never forget. But this. we set him up pretty good. We so did. This I is actually got a, good, a little bit of revenge. Yeah. This is a, that's a good little. Revenge so we, story. Uh, I'll, I'll real quickly just because it's too good not to tell. I, um, we talked, both of us girlfriends. You know, we talked, yeah. and he had lied to me, of course, on the weekend that he was with her, and lied to her about the weekend he was with me, and so she actually drove to Georgia. And I won't go into detail, but he walked in telling me all the lies about how he had gone to some concert with the boys. Mm-hmm. And at some point she came out of the back room. And like, if, if you could just see, like, I wish I had the a look video. On his face. Yeah. So anyway, I know about the player is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's definitely. Um, well, and most importantly, sure. I mean, even if you end up dating one at some point, just make sure you don't try to stay with that person mm-hmm. and don't. I'm not saying that you shouldn't forgive people and some people don't deserve forgiveness, but if somebody's going to that extent and they're stringing you along and lying to you and and when you know they're a player, you better walk away from them. Well, and I know we're going to talk about 
liars because that's a huge uh, issue. But the player always has to lie to think about oh, that. Yeah. Someone who can lie that much to carry on two different lifestyles. You don't want him or her just because they lie that much and that easily. Right. So, no. No. yeah, that just all the way around. Let's let's not mess with the player. No, no, no. Then you've got what I like to call the mama's boy. And I love, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love a, a guy who's close to their mom and loves their mom and respects their mom. I think they should. Yeah. I think they should have a good, close relationship. But I'm talking about the one who, like... Wants a mama? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so... I have a friend, I'm not going to name her name just because I didn't ask her permission, but she was actually married to a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And some of my favorite stories that she told me about him, one was his mom still balanced his checkbook for him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was always comparing her to his mom. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the guy might always say, well, my mama cooks it like this mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm talking about here. When, when, they're comparing you to their mom constantly and like their mom's the woman in their life still like something's weird about that so yeah, because those are not two comparable that's, roles i mean like you no. said yeah they might say my mom did it like this or whatever that's still slightly annoying but <laughs> um yeah like like one is a companion and one is a mama. Well, do you to want me, me to be your mama, right. or do you want me to be your companion? To me, that's not a grown up man. You're dating, True. or you, mar- you're, or you, mar- or you're marrying a boy. You're marrying a little boy, mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that. Like, no, no. I mean, no, no, just no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a good one for me to. You have, uh, again, unfortunately, you again, have a lot of experience with this one. So I married this one, oh. the narcissist. Yes, you do. So. <laughs> Um, you don't want that person in any form or fashion. This person is the one that, um, let me clear that up. I I didn't, I didn't marry him now. No, not not the one you're married to to now. now. (laughs) But anyway, um, so they make it always about them. The problem with these, these types is they're extremely charming and, you kind of have to know what a narcissist is to know the signs, but I'm going to give you a couple signs yes. because you don't, this is not a, this is not a person you want to date or marry run from this or be one. friends with or no anything. So they always make it about themselves. They are a game player. Like they will play games. They will play mind games. They will always have to have the upper hand. And anybody that knows, I feel like, most people know what gaslighting is. Yeah. But if you don't, that is a way of making you think everything is your fault and their behavior is because of you. Yes. And it can really drive you a little mad because you can almost believe, you will start to believe them is what I'll just say. Yeah. It can ruin your self-esteem. It can really mess your mind up Mm -hmm. dealing with a person like that because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how strong or confident you are when you're dealing with an experienced gaslighter Mm -hmm. and a narcissist. They will play mind games on you and make you believe you're going crazy. So, yeah. And let me say, we all have a little bit of narcissistic tendencies because we're all a little selfish. Sometimes we blame other people. But there's a difference in like some narcissism and like narcissistic personality disorder, which is like they 
they they can't save yeah. themselves. Yeah. So, you know, like be aware of that. If a person always blames you, if they play mind games with you and they always have to win. Um, I mean, yeah. it's really a sickness. It really is. For sure. You know, like you said, they, they it's a deep-rooted sickness that you can't fix. Well, it's called a disorder, which right. means something <laughs> that is not quite right. I mean, people can get help with that. But unfortunately, with this particular personality type, they don't see a problem, so they usually don't get help. Right. So anyway, yeah, yeah you want to avoid that. Take one. it from me, y'all. Don't just don't do it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been as mad at it as anybody at anybody as I have been at him before. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think he had a lot he of really, people. He that really, he really, he really did some bad angry. things. <laughs> yeah, I learned so much though. You know, I always try to think of what I've learned and how I've grown and. I learned so much about myself and obviously what not to do, but I really grew from that. And I will tell you, it's one of those mistakes that you'll never, if you make it once, you will never make it again. You just never will. Um, It's like coming out of the dark and finally seeing light again. Well, and I've heard you give advice before based on your experience with Mm -hmm. that. So that is a positive that did come from that is you're very well versed in in how a narcissist behaves and the warning signs and what to look for. So um, on on the good side of that, you have a lot of good experience to help other people. So that's good. What about this one? What about the agreeable gusher? Oh, yeah. Bless them. We love, we love the agreeable one, right? Like, and we love to be, um, like this person's usually the person that probably showers you in gifts and affection. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you can do no wrong in their eyes, basically. Yeah. They don't really ever disagree with you. Yeah. They agree with everything. Um, yeah. And I mean, it might make you really, feel really good in the beginning because yeah. who doesn't want, I mean, trust me, I'll be the first to say, I love when Nevada buys me presents. Oh, yeah. You know, I love yeah. a nice gift. I love someone who's thoughtful, but there's a difference in that and someone who's constantly buying you things, kind of like they're buying your affection and they constantly need to buy you things and they constantly need to gush and they don't need to disagree with you. Yeah, because I think, like you said, it may be cute in the beginning, and that might be nice. And like you said, yeah. everybody likes someone to agree with them and think they're special and to buy them things and all of that. And that, that's good. But if that's all there is, you're, first of all, you're going to get tired of that at some point if you want anything else in life. And do you really want somebody who's just agreeable with you all the time? I mean, I think some people do, but to me, those are the people who probably need to do some work on themselves because you're not really ever going to grow being surrounded by people who only agree with you. I mean, Christy, you and I know that. Exactly. If you're just in a, whether it's friends, relationship, whatever, if no one ever disagrees with you, you are not always right, first of all. Yeah. And I don't feel like you grow or you're challenged as a person. Furthermore, again, here I go. I dated a an agreeable person. But at the end of that, he was a very angry person as the relationship went on. And I tend to think one of the reasons he was so angry and had these really bad anger management issues is because he agreed with people all the time. And he didn't really say how he felt. And he didn't really let people know his real opinions or challenge people. So I think that made him very angry. And I could be wrong, but there was a reason the man had really bad anger issues and he tended to be a really 
agreeable Overall person agreeable. In, in, yeah. in every other way, yeah. which you would think that wouldn't go together. A person with really bad anger management issues. But I think it's because he well, kept everything. He pushed everything down yeah. and didn't disagree. And then he just became explosive with yeah. it. He couldn't hold it in. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you don't want somebody who's disagreeing with you all the time and somebody yeah. who, you know, just wants to argue about everything and like mm-hmm. tear everything apart that you're doing. But you do want somebody who challenges you. I love a person who challenges me in a good way and that may point out something that I didn't know before or notice about myself, something that will help me improve. To me, like I always want somebody like that that will be honest with me in a loving way so that I can grow as a person. Like I love I love a Bible verse that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one so one person sharpens another. Mm-hmm. So iron, I think like about that. how do you sharpen a person? Mm-hmm. How does iron sharpen each other? Like, because they're both iron. Yes. And they and they have to <laughs> they like have, have that friction. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how it is with a person. You don't want somebody who's like a total pushover or doormat mm-hmm. who's always gonna be like, Yes, you're the greatest, whatever you say. This because, goes with friends too. I said that before, yes. but like I know people that have friends that only ever agree with them and they're like the shining star all the time. And that's fine. You know, I know people wanna feel loved and agreed with, but That, again, may be something with you if you need people to agree with you and constantly gush over you all the time. you can't handle anybody disagreeing with you or pointing out, hey, like like I said, you want somebody to disagree with you in a loving way. But if they love you the right right way, they're going to. And they're they're going to point out things, not because they're trying to hurt you, but because they are trying to help you. And And because because they 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 have their own opinions and they're their own person, too. (laughs) They're not a doormat. Yeah, Yeah, they're their own person and they're not afraid to speak up and say, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Or I have a different perspective. Let me offer you this different perspective. That can be very enlightening. Yeah. Again, I know we said it, but it helps you grow. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, obviously. That's not one that we prefer. Uh, there are there are elements of that, just like there are in a lot of these people we're talking about that are good, but sure. this is the extreme. Yeah, these are these are the extreme examples. So speaking of extremes, mm-hmm. we just talked about the agreeable one. What about the control freak? Now I can't stand this one either because this is somebody who I mean the uh, control freak that says it all, but they want to control everything about you. Mm-hmm. They're threatened by the strengths that they see in you. Mm -hmm. They want to squish that down. They want to control it. They don't want to. They're threatened by your friends, your family. They're, they're threatened by your successes, your strengths. So in my experience, and this may not be the same across the board, but extremely controlling uh, people usually are some of the most insecure ones. Yes. There's a lot of insecurity, which is why they feel the need to control. And this is in my experience, they're not very trustworthy. One of the reasons they need to know where you're at, and they need to control you. And they need all that control is because they're out of control to some degree, right? And they're if they're really this person sometimes is very jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very jealous person. And I cannot deal with a very jealous no, person. Same. I think we all have moments of jealousy because sure. we're human. But that is the person usually that's very, very jealous yeah. and wants to control your every move and who you're around. Well, and a lot of times that person will slowly tear you down as an individual. Like I dated a guy in my in my younger life where 
he was always making like remarks. Mm -hmm. He would be really sweet to me sometimes, but then he would make remarks about me that were just cut downs Mm -hmm. and like make remarks about my body. And oh my God, I look back at my body, what it looked like then. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we all, um, there was nothing to tear apart. I mean, I wasn't perfect, but there was, you know, um, that things, you know, decisions I would make. And he would just, he was slowly like tearing me down mm-hmm. as a person. And I've always been, you know, a strong, confident person. Um, but I realized it was because he was threatened. And that a lot of time, a person who is controlling or a person who um, needs a lot of personal growth themselves, those are the only types of people that would do that to another person. Absolutely. So you don't want that person. Mm-mm. You want someone who cares about you, like, you know, Steve, Steve will check on me and be like, you know, what time do you think you'll be home? Or, hey, how you do? You know, check in. That's a totally different well, There's also thing. a healthy amount of all of these elements to right. me. There's a healthy amount of gushing. And there's a healthy gushing. Course, am I gushing, gushing. 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 Um, there's a healthy amount of, of, of control to some degree. Yes. You want to know, like, when you're companion takes a trip right let me know when you land let me know what your flight is you know that can be seen as a certain amount of control but it's healthy it's more or less out of concern and love and not because well and you want them control freak yeah you want them to care like they they don't want you going on a date with someone else (laughs) obviously you don't want that kind of freedom Mm -hmm. well i don't know maybe you do some people do but (laughs) some days uh, i do yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) but you know like you said all of these things that we're talking about there are some aspects that are that are okay, but we're talking right. about the extreme in all mm. of these situations. And there are lots of people out there that are the extreme yes. of all of these. So so we're basically trying to tell you the types of, of people to avoid. We're saying guys, because obviously we dated guys, but um, these are some of the, the people that we think you should avoid at yes. all costs, or at least be aware of and... Um, you know, I'm not saying that, that some of the people that, that have these tendencies can't change or right. have some personal growth, but just for the sake of you avoiding the pitfalls, I'm going to say, stay away from them until they get yes. through that growth. Yes. So why don't we talk now, since we've talked about all the things to look out for yeah. and to avoid, yeah. let's look about the, let's talk about the things that you, you should look for in a person that you want to be with. Okay. And, you know, building that, I think we all, you know, sometimes we just date for the sake of dating because we don't want to be alone. We want to meet people and we just want to, you know, we're just kind of um, killing time, so to speak. And you're not really looking for anything serious. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're looking for a long-term relationship that you really need to look for somebody that you can have a deep connection with that goes that goes past the looks and the money and the whatever it is that may initially attract you to them Mm -hmm. you know for me I have to have a deep soul connection with somebody well because to me that's the things that are that are real I mean let's face it yes someone who's has a lot of material things we all want people who are successful and everything like that Um, and we want someone who's physically attractive and who we're physically attracted to but when you really hit the hard times in life and you really, we all know this deep down, when you really go through the hard stuff and you need someone to sit with you and be with you, you really need that connection, yes. especially if you plan to marry them or have a family with them, because there are going to be some times that 
their material things don't mean anything and, and their and, looks don't mean anything yeah. how that person behaves and the connection that you have is what's going to matter in those moments yes yes for sure and I mean really to me that's their character and that is the number one thing really with a person that that matters is for you to get to know their character and what kind of person they are like right. Are they good to others? Do they have a good work ethic? Mm-hmm. Are they um, kind? Mm-hmm. Are they honest? Are they trustworthy? Mm-hmm. You know, those things far exceed what what their face looks like or how much money they have. Like you said, of course, I think one thing that initially attracts you to a person is how they look. And, and all that's good. But what I'm saying is that fades away really quickly. They can be the best looking person ever. But if they don't have good character, they become a really ugly person really fast. Mm-hmm. So that character and who they are at their core and deep down in their heart of hearts and soul of souls, that's that's what really matters. And it is. And if you find that person, take the time to build that connection. Take the time to have those talks and not just do the things that are fun and exciting or not just make it all about the physical connection. Really take the time to build that deep connection with someone because a lot of times even if you find that person who has all those things but you don't take the time to really build that deep connection it's still missing you know yeah and it does take time it does. I mean it does take it time does. to build to build something lasting like that and a lot of times it takes a lot of good and bad times mixed in because you're going right. to have arguments you're going to have disagreements You know, you're going to go through things. You know, I've told the story before. Steve and I broke up for a a time um, in between while we were dating. And but it was one of the best things that ever happened to us. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you get back together. Sometimes you don't. But it takes work and it takes time to build that kind of a connection with somebody. But once you do, then you build that trust and you build, like you said, when you need somebody just to sit with you, Mm -hmm. when you're going through a really hard time or when they're going through a really hard time, that connection is what gets you through that and what makes it a lasting relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, and what about the things that are not even, even, even related to you two as individuals, that deep connection And really knowing who that person is at the core matters so much because let's face it, in in relationships in life, a lot is thrown at us that sometimes doesn't even have a a, a lot to do with us. We have family, extended family and family issues, family trauma. We have things with our kids. I mean, our kids can throw things at us that we don't necessarily bring on ourselves. Right. And you really have to have that connection to get you through again how cute he or she is isn't going to matter a lot (laughs) right you know when you have a family crisis or you know when something something falls apart and you just need somebody to talk with you and really know who you are and feel connected that they can't give you money and make you feel better right well and also I mean, say you have, say you're going through something health wise. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, there's only so much that can be done. It doesn't matter how much money or how good you look. If that person's not there to support you through something like that, which can be really hard, you know, the connection and that love and that trust is what matters at that point. And, And the faith that you build together, it's not, it's not, you know, your money can't buy your health. Your, your looks can't buy your health. So 
those are, you know, the connection and that deep rooted relationship of trust and love is what gets you through those hard times. That's why it's so, it's so important to invest that time once you do find that person. And, you know, so let's talk about finding that person because first of all, I think for me especially, and I think it's like this, I think pretty much across the board, you have to become the person that you want to be and you have to be secure in who you are and know what you want and be not that you should never be willing to bend or to, to, you know, a lot of times you have to have compromise in a relationship with both of you, but you have to be strong enough and secure enough in yourself that when you, um, when you do find a partner, like you're going to attract the right kind of person, I guess is what I'm trying to say. When you become the person that you need to be not, we're always going to keep growing, but when you're secure in yourself, then it becomes easier for you to know what you will and will not accept in a, in a spouse or in a companion. Yeah. And if you're happy with yourself, I mean, no one can truly make you happy. Right. I mean, yes, they can add elements of happiness, but unless you're truly happy with yourself, remember that it's not anybody else's responsibility that you be happy. So really being, I mean, I I would say complete as a person, I'm kind of the person that like, I, I say, I don't, I don't have to have you. I want you. Right. But I don't have to have you to be whole. I choose you. To me, that's much more impressive. <laughs> it is. Like I would much rather be wanted and by a complete whole person than right. needed because a person's trying to exactly. fill some space or using me to make themselves happy. And I wasn't always at that place. Obviously, I'm the bad relationship queen, and I'm very honest about it. I make fun of myself for it, but I think I'm pretty good at it now. I mean, I don't have it all figured out, but it's because I I really learned and worked on myself, and I learned to be complete without someone first. To be a whole person. Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be a whole person yourself. Because like you said, I've been on the other end of that. I've been a needy person. I've been in a place where I wasn't happy with myself and I was insecure and, and needy. And that puts you in a re- really vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. First of all, for people to take advantage of you. Second of all, to get into a relationship, any of those bad guys or bad girls that we just talked about, it puts you in that vulnerable place where it's easy for you to be susceptible to those types of people because you're you're not complete as a person. So you're looking for something outside of yourself to fill that void mm-hmm. when, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to concentrate on yourself. You have to face your own insecurities and not put them off on somebody else. You have to deal with them yourself and fix yourself before you can be happy in a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. And I mean, I said I'm pretty good at it. I don't mean that to sound like haughty. I'm just saying I'm good at it in the sense now because I've been so not good at it. Well, based on (laughs) your experience. I know know the signs. I know myself well. I know what I want. And um, I know that, that I'm happy now and complete. So I do feel like that makes me better at choosing a partner. I mean, I'm, I still mess up all the time in my relationship, but I'm probably never going to get to a point where I don't, but really working on yourself and being happy with yourself before you look for happiness with someone else is, is a really good thing. Yes. And you know, you have to be careful, careful about the baggage that you carry into a relationship too, because 
um, you know, you may go into a relationship with no baggage. You may be young and free and, you know, but I mean, if you're like me, I was divorced. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was divorced. I had two small children. So I was bringing a lot of baggage. I mean, not to say that in a derogatory way, like your kids are baggage. But I mean, in all reality, they are because you're bringing in two other people. Yeah. And, you know, or you may not have kids. You may be coming in from an abusive relationship. Emotional baggage. Or, yeah, Mm -hmm. you may you may have a lot of. You know, you may have trauma or something that you're bringing into a new relationship with a really good person. And if you're not careful, that can destroy your relationship if you don't handle it in the right way. Yeah. You know, you want somebody um, that can sort of help you unpack that baggage and help you put those things away. But you have to take responsibility for that yourself and realize that that person you're going into a relationship with that's not their baggage. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you're bringing into it is not their responsibility. They didn't do that. So I think it's important to remember that and to sort of take responsibility and be careful how you handle that when you go into a new relationship. Yeah. I think that one can be tricky, too, because there's two sides of that. So you don't want the companion that because you have baggage, they use that as a weapon against you. Well, you're just saying that because you've been, you know, abused or you've, you've right. been divorced or, you know, there's there's a there's a line there. You want someone to help you unpack your baggage to some degree because right. they know where you've been. So they're sensitive to that. And they empathize with that but you like you said you can't blame someone for something someone else's sins you know you can't say you can't lash out at someone because someone else has hurt you yes and you can't expect that person to take on your baggage but you do want a person that helps you unpack it to some degree meaning that they understand it. They know where you've been and they don't use it against you. Well, and you know, I said when I when I started dating Steve, you know, I had been divorced. I had two small children, but he has been so kind and so good in that situation because, you know, he had been re- married before, yeah. had a son. And so we both kind of came into that on a level playing field, even though we both had things that were some were similar, but some were very different. But, you know, like he he adopted Olivia and Phoenix And he did help me work through a lot of those things, just like I helped him. And so, you know, like you said, you bring things into a relationship. You, you, you don't want somebody that's going to fault you for that, Mm -hmm. but you want to be careful not to put things that other people have done to you or how they've hurt you. You don't want to, um, portray that or not portray it what's the word i'm looking project. for project project mm-hmm. exactly you don't want to project that hurt onto to to another person because it's mm-hmm. not their fault well and you know you that's really good sometimes when you have someone who's been there too i think it's good because it's very relatable in my situation it's different because nevada had never been married or divorced right. and i had and so it was very attractive to me i guess that he, I mean, he's polar opposite from <laughs> what I was yeah. married to. And so I don't think he could understand on a lot of levels because he's such a different person. He also couldn't understand because he's never been married. He's never been divorced. Right. But he made such an effort to understand that and took that on with me. Right. And I will say this. Here's another little piece of advice. If you do blame them sometimes I'm guilty I've done that because I've had 
some damage and some things that rise up in me sometimes. Right. That I, I probably shouldn't, um, shouldn't, I, I don't know that I necessarily project, but I've gotten upset at things, I guess, that weren't his fault. Yeah. And if you do that, the thing that I, I, pr- I try to do is admit and go, sorry, I know I blew up. I know I was sensitive about that. That was not about you. Well, because it, I recognize my baggage. Yeah. So at least if I do that, I think that you owe that person the validation to go in there and say, that wasn't about you. I've got some things. Well, and I think sometimes people do things that remind you or that trigger. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> they do something that triggers you. But that's your triggers are but your own. I was just going to say, like your, tr- your triggers are your responsibility, <laughs> yeah. not the other person. Mm-hmm. So um, you can't blame them again. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to do. I've been guilty of that, too, you know. Steve do something and it reminds me of something from my past or reminds me of somebody else. (laughs) So then then I'm like, oh, in a different Mm -hmm. mode. But then, like you said, I have to back down and be like, wait a minute, you're not that person. Mm -hmm. And that's not that's not your responsibility and that's not what you meant, you know? So. But I mean, we're talking about obviously what you want to look for and you do want that person that doesn't blame you for your past. Right. And you don't want to bring all your baggage in and dump it on them and expect them to deal with it. So. Well, and also take take your time and just be picky. Don't, don't be like, you shouldn't just rip a person apart, but you should be picky. You should be choosy. Like you should take the time to like, don't just, go with the first person that you that you date or that you feel a connection with or that you that you care about you know what I mean because you're going to care for a lot of people in your life you can love more than one person in your life oh my god I mean you know and there's going to be people from your past probably that you always will care about a little bit doesn't mean you're in love with them but you know just take your time take your time and you know if, if it if something's not right, I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect all the time. But if you feel something and it's not right, something doesn't feel right in your gut about a person or like, don't, trust that. Yes, trusting your gut is huge. Back to the take your time thing, especially if you're looking for a relationship. Yes, definitely take your time. Now, I said I dated a lot in my 20s. Not all of those were serious. I dated just because sometimes it was like, yeah, we're going on some dates, whatever. Right. They're not always serious. And sometimes you're just going somewhere and having fun and doing something with a person. Yeah. But if you are serious, yes, be picky. Be picky. And also, if you get in a relationship with someone and when you said something doesn't feel right sometimes you're already in a relationship yes. before you start to get those gut feelings yes. and some people may disagree with me but by, my gut has never been wrong Mm-mm. I pushed against it and I acted like it was wrong but we know you know we all have like insecurities and things that run through our mind but there's a difference in a gut feeling it makes you a little bit sick my husband says it makes you weak in the knees. Yeah. He says you, you get a little weak in the knees a because it's a it. it's a gut feeling. Yeah. I mean, trust that. It's never, in my experience, it has never been wrong. Well, and I mean, I firmly believe for me, it's God me saying, too. wait a minute, Christy. I'm trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Don't be hard headed. Listen to that. That small, still voice, that gut feeling that you have, like 
this is a red flag. You feel that way because you're going in the wrong direction. And it's really easy. Like you said, if you're already kind of deep into a relationship with somebody, because people can put on a good front. Let's be honest. When we first start dating somebody, especially if it's somebody we're interested in, we tend to be the best version of ourselves because we want to impress them. Mm -hmm. We want them to be attracted to us. Mm -hmm. You know, and as time goes on and you're in a relationship longer, like the ugly parts of you start coming out because that's just what happens. Um, But, and we all have those sides, but when something really ugly starts coming out and you have that gut feeling like, oh, something's not right, you need to listen to it. You need to trust it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's all I can. That's, that's all. all. Yeah. I mean, I think that sums it up. Just, just trust it, and you'll know it when it happens. Um, you, you said a little bit of something. I don't, did we talk about this? Just also, just being yourself. I know we put our best foot forward, and that's natural. It's normal, but be yourself. I think it's easier when you're younger and you don't really know who you are. You know, I, I struggled with my own identity a lot. Um, and I think people who are dating that are our age now, I know there are a lot of people our age and older who are dating. It's probably easier to sidestep this, but definitely when you're younger, be yourself. You know, not that you don't want to try new things. No, but if you don't like that food and you're sure you don't like that food, tell them you don't like that food. If you don't like camping and you've been a lot, I'm not telling you don't go try camping if you've never done it. Yes, having a companion that that brings new things into your life and helps you discover a new hobby is awesome. Don't be afraid to try new things. But if you know you don't like that and that's not who you are, don't try to be that for that person because one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to eventually become who you really are and they're going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> That's not who you were. You told me you liked that. Right. Or you're going to start morphing into something that doesn't feel like you and doesn't make you happy to please that other person. And both of those are dead in streets either way yes. you look at it. Yes. So being yourself and being authentic and being true to yourself, if you know yourself, even if you don't know yourself, if you know your likes and dislikes, just be honest with that person because... How are they ever really going to know the real you? And how are you ever truly going to be happy and complete? Well, and when when you're not yourself and you pretend to like things or be a certain way for somebody else, like you said, eventually that's going to come out. Mm -hmm. But you're, I mean, you're lying. (laughs) You know, just to put it plain and simple, you're basically lying to that person and pretending you're an imposter. You're pretending to be somebody that you're not. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like you said, I always think you should try new things because you might find something that you didn't know you liked that you really come to love or like. But like... If you don't like football, you don't like football. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I'm not saying like if your partner loves football, for instance, or loves camping or whatever, that you shouldn't enjoy that with them some. You do that for them because you love them and it's Mm -hmm. something that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. But don't pretend to be a certain way to try to please that person because you're going to end up unhappy at some point. Or like you said, you're going to morph into this shell of a person that is not really you. And they're not, if they're the right kind of person, they're not going to be happy with that either. No. You're going to be unhappy. They're going to be unhappy. And we were all made a certain way and have dislikes and likes that are not like everybody. Also, if you don't like that, maybe that person's not for you. And, you know, quit trying to force it and make it happen because 
there are a lot of people that dislike and like the same things you do. Right. And like, go find that person. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just, or it's the just right. so much better to be who you really are. Exactly. And the right person, even if you don't like something that they really like, they're going to love you anyway. And they're probably going to laugh about it and be like, well, you know. I mean, you and I talk all the time. We do not like all the same things that no. Nevada and Steve like, and they no. don't like all the same things. That would be boring, right? Exactly. But we're honest about that. Right. Well, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to go support them in something they really of like course. that we may not care for, because you do that when you love people. Yeah, like but, I love to shop. Nevada's about the most non-shopping. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of men don't like to shop, but a yeah. lot of men do. He is about the most non-shopping, so he would much rather me go with you right. and shop. Right. And that's good for our relationship. Like, you know, that's not a bad thing. We're just different. And there's a lot of things like that that are very different about us. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go do that. But you go do that. Right. Have fun. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, the the main point to that is just don't be afraid to be yourself and be who you really are. Mm -hmm. Because the right person is going to love you for who you really are, how you really feel. They're going to love you at your core. And they don't want you to be anybody different than who you really are they don't Mm -hmm. want you to fake it you know yeah i mean guys don't want you to fake it do they no (laughs) girls don't either (laughs) okay how about this here's a good one okay somebody that fights fair oh because we're all gonna fight and I, you know, and when we say goes, fight, we're not talking about like physically fight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just please, clearing that up. Please know that we're not talking about fist fights here. But you, I feel like in any relationship, you're, I said fight, okay, maybe disagree in a fair way. But, you know, whether you're family, your friends, you're with your significant other, well, unless you have the agreeable gusher, you're probably <laughs> not going to fight because he's going to agree with you. But, there's a difference in fighting fair and fighting very unfair. And to know the difference is a good thing to know. So what do you call somebody who fights unfair? Okay, one thing that I think is super important, don't hit below the belt. And what I mean by that is you're always going to have arguments and have your fights and disagreements, but there are certain lines that you just don't cross with a person. Like you should never be with someone or you should never be the type of person that really tries to just cut that person deep Mm -hmm. or brings up Mm -hmm. something that is so hurtful to use that as a weapon. And I mean, that's, you know what I mean by don't hit below the belt. Like you, there are certain lines you should never cross in an argument, right? Like you should never bring up something hurtful or something you know, a, a terrible mistake that was made a long time ago that that has just to to hurt. Like you should never just deliberately bring things up like that as a weapon. You just you don't right. want want you should not be that type of person, and you you don't want to be with that type of person. Right. I agree. That is that is one of the biggest to me about fighting unfair is that you could be arguing over. Something simple. Yeah. But then if you throw those kinds of of things out of anger, that lasts a lot longer than the argument itself. And it's just really selfish. And it's just really, it's just an unfair way to fight. Because when you break a person and hurt a person like that, chances are they're not going to be able to come back and fight fair with you because they're going to feel broken, angry, hurt, 
Um, well, and it just slowly chips away at the relationship and the love and the trust when you have a person that does that, that just constantly hits below the belt and that constantly hurts you in that way. You know, you should be able to have an argument and a fight in a fair way to where you don't do irreparable damage. So when you argue, it's usually because you're trying to come to some sort of resolve, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole point of an argument. You Mm -hmm. don't agree, but you're trying to find a place of agreement. It's not not just to hurt someone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this earlier, like you don't want somebody who every, if you're on the phone, who always hangs up on you. They say whatever, and then they hang or up on you. Or walks out the door. That's an unfair yeah. fighter, too. Yeah. They say what they want, and then they walk out the door and leave, or they hang right. up so that you're not able to express yourself. Yes. They cut you off, and, and that's, you know, I think this goes along with everything we've been talking about, because obviously, if you choose the right person that has integrity and is respectful, hopefully you have healthy boundaries, and that's just not on the table to begin with. Right. But let's face it, emotions get heightened. I mean, it can just be the stress or you haven't eaten and sometimes people don't react right. And it's one thing if something happens once, but that unfair fighter that they always just say what they want and then they hang up or they walk out. Yeah. They're not fighting fair because they're not letting you express your side. Now, I'm going to go ahead and have a confessional here and tell you that I have done all of those things before in the past, unfortunately. So have I. I have hit below the belt. So have I. I have hung up. I I have have walked away. I do not do that anymore, thankfully, but that was that is only because of all the times that I did and all the the bad repercussions that came from those things. Mm-hmm. It's okay to walk away if you say to that person, "Hey, we need a break." Yeah, I need a That's minute. That's a very good thing. I need to go cool down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything to hurt you. That's fine to walk away from that. It's fine to hang up if you say, "Look, I can't talk about this right now. I need a minute." Mhm. That's not the kind of no, thing we're, that's we're talking totally about. Different. I'm going to tell you how I feel, and then I'm going to walk out the door and get and drive away. Or I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I'm going to hang up on you. Yeah, I'm coming around the I'm corner, selfish. I'm shooting you with the gun, yeah. and then I'm retreating. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, that's it's, not okay. Yeah, that's not fair. No. But yeah, just you just you want somebody who's fair. I mean, and, and I think if you have healthy boundaries and you have that person that has integrity, they are going to fight fair. We all have moments. Right. But. Right. Um, on a regular basis, let's let's fight fair. Well, and you want someone who, um, on, on another note, you want someone who encourages you and celebrates you, um, encourages you to, to chase your dreams in a healthy way, not yeah. to just be irresponsible. But, you know, you want an encourager. You want to be an encourager to another person, and you want somebody to encourage you as well and to believe in you. I think that's really, yeah. really important in a relationship. Well, and we always talk about who you're around is everything. You don't want somebody that's constantly bringing you down. You want someone who celebrates your victories, encourages you, yes. lifts you up. Because who, you know, everybody, everybody wants that. And if you see someone who's constantly bringing you down or diminishing your dreams or mm-hmm. telling you get your head out of the clouds and things like that, that's another form of of really. I mean, verbal abuse and kind of abusing another person if you're making them feel less than because you're insecure and can't encourage and support, you know, what they what they want in life, because we want that in return. So we have to be willing to give it. Yes. And I like what you said earlier. This is another one. You said, if they lie, say goodbye. Because who? uh, I I don't. I mean. I can't stand a liar. I can't stand a liar. And I know, like, I'm guilty of lying, y'all. I have done it. 
but I'm not a liar. No. Does that make sense? (laughs) We've all lied. Let's be, let's be honest and say that we have all lied before. But just a liar, a liar that just lies about the small stuff, about the big stuff. And let me tell you, if they're lying about the small stuff, they're going to lie about the big stuff. Well, And if you, if you catch them lying to other people a lot and think that they're not going to lie to you, you are fooling yourself. That is one of the best ways to me to judge someone's character. And if they're lying to you, listen how they speak to other people. Yeah. Listen, if like if you, you're in the room and you know that didn't happen or you know they're twisting the truth or you know what the truth is and they, they continually don't tell it to other people. I mean, sometimes it's family and it's other people they care about. Right. That is not that's okay. Just, that's a that's a terrible character flaw is yes. what it is. And you just don't want to be with a liar because you can't trust a liar. And there's something deep-rooted in them if they constantly have to lie. And not that you shouldn't forgive someone if they lie, no, because we said not. we've all lied. But I'm talking about the habitual liar right? that lies almost more than they tell the and, truth. And we're all going to tell little white lies. You yeah, know, we but, talked about this a while back, like to preserve somebody's feelings yeah. or, you know, I'm not talking about little things like that. But um, even somebody who tells white lies all the time, you might want to check into that because... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like we don't want to say lies are okay, but like ha- how many times have we said, I'm 10 minutes away and you just pulled out of your driveway? That's a <laughs> lie. You know, and I'm not saying it's good, but right. sometimes you lie. It's like a lie of convenience. It didn't really right. hurt anybody. And, and yeah, we all do it. I'm not saying that that's good. You should probably just say I'm going to be late. Right. I'm just now leaving. Right. But those little lies. There are degrees. <laughs> yeah. But also if someone tells those little lies all the time. Yeah. Like, don't lie about everything all the time. Right. Well, you have to ask, why do they feel the need to lie about the little things all the time? Like yeah. you said, they're they're going to be lying about some big things, too. So, basically, just you don't want to be with a liar. Yeah, and if they and lie, com- what about if they lie very comfortably? Some people tell That's lies scary. and they're, they seem very uncomfortable. Some people lie and almost convince themselves that it's the truth. It's like second nature to them. Ooh, yeah, scary. Yeah, you better... Mm-mm. You better stay away from that. Mm-mm. So this one's super important, though, respect. I think respect is probably one of the most important things that you can have in a relationship, period. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, I said this in a previous podcast that one of my highest things, I try not to have at this point, like this whole list of everything that somebody's got to do, because I think two or three. You don't three- have a list? <laughs> Oh, God. I should have. I opened the door for that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I have a list somewhere, (laughs) but in the sense that I try not to have so many expectations. I have like two or three key things now because I have learned so much and messed up so many times. And um, respect and trust are two two of the things that I think cover so much other ground so if you have those if you have trust they're not going to lie to you right if you have respect they're not going to hit below the belt or call you names or try to destroy you you know though that covers so much it really does so there's two or three things that in my current relationship as long as I have that I feel like everything else is covered. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think respect is one of the most important things you can have for yourself and for other people just in general. Me too. Especially in a relationship with Me somebody. Too. But, um, you know, this is another thing. Everybody may not be like this because there are different, you know, we're all 
attracted to different types of people, obviously. And we all have different types of relationships and what we're looking for in a, in a mate or companion, whatever. But, um, I think that you should have someone who's not scared to be affectionate. Now, some people are just not as affectionate and that's okay if they're okay. Or they don't want to be affectionate in public and that's right. They're they're just affectionate when, you know, they don't feel comfortable, but, but I think it's important to, to be with somebody who knows how they feel and they're not afraid to tell you and, and, and they're secure in their emotion and affection towards you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because for me, I need affection. Same. Like I want affection. You know, I want a hug. I want them to That's tell me they love me. That's one of my top love languages. Yes. I, like even my friends and stuff, I'm a hugger. I'm a yes. toucher. I'm a, yes. I need that affection. Yes. I mean, I tell people I love them all the time. Same. You know, I love Terry. Our friend Terry, yes. he will always tell you, love you. I love you. Yeah. You know, and I love I love that. I, I love people too. that are not. Verbal affection, yes. physical affection. I love when people are not afraid to show their affection. And like I said, everybody's not like that. But as long as you're with somebody who doesn't withhold it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So um, we just kind of covered this, but being trust and openness Someone who tells you their flaws and tells you who they are, that helps you trust someone like yes. they're telling you the good, the bad. Um, they're they're just honest with you about themselves. Right. That builds trust. And I think that's really good character when someone can just be honest with you about themselves and not the good and the bad. Right. Just be honest. You know, and I don't think you have to tell somebody every tiny secret in your life and no. everything that's ever happened. But you want to be and you want to be with someone who is open and that you build that kind of trust. So you do have that comfort with each other where you can tell each other some of your darkest secrets or some things that have not been so great in your life. You know, you want or that just, kind of closeness. just like I said, like, um, hey, I, sorry, that was my baggage. <laughs> yeah. You know, just yeah. being open and honest yeah. enough to say, like, you know what I've been through and that wasn't fair and it's I'm just being fault. honest with you right. about this, right. but c- because I'm not perfect and I do have some baggage and I do have some triggers and, and they're not your fault. Just, just that sort of openness and honesty with each other, I think is, is really important. I agree. Also, this is really, um, a big thing. You need to watch out for abuse because there are all kinds of abuse out there and verbal, not just physical, obviously, mm-hmm. you never want to be with anybody who's physically abusive to you. And if they show any signs of being physically abusive, then you need to run and get away from them because mm-hmm. that's a terrible, toxic sort of relationship to be in. But also, you have to watch out for that verbal abusive person because they can be a tricky one. They can be really sweet to you one minute and make you feel really good. And then they can slip in things that are verbally abusive and that can kind of confuse you. I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody who really loves you and is the right kind of person should never be abusive in any sort of a way, emotionally, verbally, spiritually. People can use religion to abuse other people and beliefs and they'll guilt trip people out of manipulation. And that is a form of abuse because, and we don't want to think that, obviously we don't want to think that about our partner And this doesn't always happen, 
But I know that a lot of times the way physical abuse happens, it doesn't start out with physical abuse. Guess what? It starts out with verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's spiritual abuse, emotional emotional abuse. And it develops into that because what someone does is breaks a person down slowly, Mm -hmm. kind of manipulates, and it's a little bit of a form of brainwashing. Well, and a lot of times if they can't get to them emotionally... Or they don't get to them the way, the, the way that they want point. to spiritually, mm-hmm. or they don't get to them mentally. A lot of times, physically will be the next mm-hmm. way because they are trying to, like you said, break that person down. And sometimes, if they can't do it any other way, it'll it will go to. It. And then, then other times, like you said, it'll be gradually. They'll start with the mm-hmm. other abuse until they break that person down, and then it'll turn into physical abuse. Yeah. But abuse is never okay ever any type of way. And like you said, it's not something that we really want to talk about or think about, but it happens. But you need to talk about it. That's another good point. If you think that you are being, some people are confused and they don't know. If you think Mm -hmm. you're being abused in any way, talk to somebody. Yes. Because if you're in that abuse, it's hard to know and and read um, really with a clear perspective yes so talk to somebody that would be my best piece of advice is tell somebody what's going on and let someone else in on it so that you can probably get the help you need or get someone else's point of view um it's just never okay no it's not and I think it's harder for a person too. like if they've been in if they're kind of deep into a relationship it's easier in the beginning of a relationship I think when you don't have those deep emotional ties and you know, but a lot of times that's not when you're going to see it. You're not going to see those things until you're deeper into a relationship and your emotions get involved. So it's hard a lot of times for you to sort of see the forest for the trees because you have that emotional tie to a person and you'll let things slide. And well, and I've been, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I've been in a, a, a few abusive relationships. Um, different forms of abuse and even physical abuse. Right. And one thing that happens when abuse happens is you you're ashamed and you tend to hide it. Right. You hide it because you want to protect that person you're with and you don't want other people to know. But you also hide it out of self-shame because it's very hard to say, like, maybe I'm being abused to someone. Well, and don't you think the person being abused they guilt themselves also. Yeah. They carry a certain a certain amount of guilt, yeah. even though whatever happened may not be their fault, but they still guilt themselves over it. Yeah. And so there's like the shame and the guilt that goes along with it too. But I mean, it's just never okay. Any any never. form of abuse is never okay. And there are too many people in this world to be with somebody who isn't a who is an abuser. You know, um, we we already we already talked about this earlier, but I just really feel the need to touch on it again. Okay. And that is character. Yeah. Because to me, like, I don't care what specifically you're looking for in a spouse or a companion or in a relationship. To me, the most important thing and probably the biggest way to find out if that person is a good person and somebody that you want to be with is to really learn their character. Mm-hmm. Just really, if you if you learn what kind of character they have as a person then that's going to tell you what kind of person they are overall because mm-hmm. and we said this earlier but I just want to say it again how how they speak to others their their work ethic their 
honesty, their honesty, their um, overall just demeanor, how they treat other people, how they treat other people is huge to me because that's how they're going to treat you too a lot mm-hmm. of times. And you want an honest person just with, you know, we all have character flaws and nobody is perfect, but you want somebody who at their core is just has good character. Well, and I talked about the few things, you know, the no particular order. I said respect, trust, integrity is my other one because that's yes. it's it's just what character is, right? Yes. Integrity is what you do behind closed doors, right. not just in the open. Right. And if you get in a relationship with the person, you're going to start to see what they do behind closed doors. Yes. And that's so important because that says they're not doing it for the show of it. They're not doing it because mm-hmm. they know that other people see it. They're doing it because that's truly who they are. That's their conscience. That's their beliefs. And again, to me, knowing someone's character and if they have integrity covers so much other ground it does it does because you're going to avoid so many of these pitfalls we just talked about yes if that person has good character and and, you know which is integrity basically yes and that is you know that's just so important to me personally yes at some point we have to talk about um, we have to go in depth a little bit more about some of our past relationships talk about divorces and different things like that that's really kind of been on my heart a yeah. lot lately and I feel like we need to go into that I do too. but that's a really I think for both of us that's kind of a deep dark road to kind of go down and revisit so mm-hmm. it's hard but I think it's necessary too because I feel like that we need to share some of those things because I really feel like it would help a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, when you're going through a hard time, just knowing that other people have been through similar things mm-hmm. or it may be worse things or, or, you know, who knows? I just think sharing those those hard times and experiences in your life, that's what helps others. So, And those are we, some we of the to hardest to share. And yeah, I think we've are. both avoided that a little yeah, bit. They're so. the hardest to share, but I agree that we definitely, we definitely need to share that. And maybe even some other stuff on being married and marriage. Right. You know, right. we're going to talk about dating yeah. and picking someone, but you know, that, that yeah. would be a good one too. Yeah. Maybe. Cause you, you learn a lot, even in a really mm-hmm. good relationship, you still have your ups and downs and, um, you know, you continue to learn every day. So hopefully, hopefully you do. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I guess that wraps it up. Happy relationship hunting. And if you want to get in touch with us, (laughs) reach out to us. You can go to our website or our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.